There's so many great things happening in the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's like in the Book of Esther. God has placed each of us in this local church for a time like this. We're just all people, people of God. You know, we're all human. We're all fallen. We're all sinners. I think we put on Christ, we put on love. Put on Christ with us as we learn to witness in new ways, find inspiration in those around us, and look for guidance from the Holy Spirit, our Holy Mother Church, and the shepherds of our local church. Because we're all on a journey. Continue this journey with us now with another episode of Practicing Catholic. As we wrap up 2023, we finish the year with a special feast day, the Feast of the Holy Family. Here for his monthly segment to help us reflect on how the Holy Family can be models for our earthly families is Archbishop Hebda. Archbishop, thank you for joining us today. Delighted to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes. So as I mentioned, the Feast of the Holy Family is December 31st. In your own words, can you kind of talk about why it's significant that we celebrate the Holy Family as a family and not just as separate individuals, which we do as well? Yes. So I, I think it's an important feast for us. So this year is on the 31st of December, um, but every year it's the first Sunday after after Christmas. So it's not always going to be celebrated on the same day, but this year that's exactly when it is. And I, I'm happy because... In so many ways, it, on the 31st of December, we're always thinking about looking back at the previous year and then preparing for the next year, maybe even making some New Year's resolutions. And I think for us to be able to think about how it is that uh, we've lived out our own family life and how we've pursued holiness in family life over the past year is important, but also as we consider how it is that we can um, really bring holiness into our family life in the, the new year as well, I think is, is, is incredibly important. But in general, in the days after Christmas, the church offers us some opportunities to consider who is this child who was born in Bethlehem. And in some ways, the Feast of the Holy Family, celebrated as it is in, in proximity always to Christmas, reminds us that Jesus who was born is born as part of a family mm-hmm. and that uh, that that's the the natural unit that god uh, chooses for revealing to us um, the love uh, that he has in in his heart and the love that's manifested then in the life of jesus you know there are so many ways that uh, god could have planned uh, our redemption and yet he chose this very special way in which uh, the second person of the Holy Trinity would take on human flesh, be born in Bethlehem and in, into a family. And mm-hmm. so I, I, I love the fact that in so many of our Catholic homes, we always have nativity scenes at this time of the year that focuses not just on Jesus, but also on the others who are involved and most especially on the Blessed Mother and St. Joseph. And and in, in these uh, days, we have that opportunity then to think about how it is that they form such a holy family. I, I love the way in which our scripture tells us of Joseph's care for Mary, as, and not only at the time of Jesus's birth, but as they went into Egypt. I love the way in which Mary is just so open uh, to doing everything that God wants her to do, always in a way that's going to really uh, bring fruit and life to her son Jesus. And uh, really, uh, the way in which the, the three of them then, uh, Joseph, Mary, and Jesus, invite us to be part of their family life mm-hmm. as we celebrate the Christmas season, but then as we 
really grow in our understanding of the mystery of Jesus as well. But boy, I can tell you when we consider our, our uh, moral teaching in the church, when we consider uh, all that we come to understand, when we look at the catechism, we see how it is that the family is such an essential building block uh, for all of Christian life. And so even those of us who might uh, feel somewhat uh, isolated from the rest of their families in, in terms of distance or those who have, who have lost, uh, lost their parents or siblings or might feel alone, we're nonetheless all part of a family in God's plan. And he invites us to kind of um, really do the very best that we can in replicating family life in our parishes, in our church, in our schools, in all that we do as, as Catholics. And so this feast, especially as it comes this year at, uh, at New Year's Eve, really gives us an opportunity uh, for examining more broadly the importance of family and how it is that we need to do it all that we can to strengthen uh, family life in our church and in our society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and practically speaking, what are some things that we can learn from the Holy Family for ourselves as family members? I think it's important to see how it is that uh, the holiness of uh, the family that was uh, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph didn't um, insulate them from challenges, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. uh, whether it would be um, the difficulty of not finding a, a, a place in the inn, whether it would be the um, Herod's persecution and the need to flee into Egypt, that there are still challenges that all of us are going to face in life. And that's, that's I think, really the paradigm. So we shouldn't be surprised that there are uh, bumpy roads in our own family lives that that's just part of it. And it's so important that we would learn to be supportive of one another in the midst of those challenges, in the midst of those bumps, in the, in the, um, some, of, some of the difficulties that we all experience in life. But when you see the way in which there's such commitment between Joseph and Mary, and you see between both of them that great love that they have for Jesus, the protective care that they offered to Jesus, we know that we're supposed to relate to one another um, with that same kind of, of love, that same kind of concern. Mm-hmm. The readings that the church always chooses for us on uh, Holy Family Sunday re- remind us that all of us are called uh, to relate to our family members with great love. We, uh, In my own family, we would often call this Nudge Sunday because when we would hear the readings where, you know, um, uh, you know, fathers love your children would, would nudge my dad and <laughs> children be respectful of your father. And then my father would nudge us back, you know, <laughs> but it's all, all of us, no matter where we find ourselves are always then uh, called to grow in that love that is going to support families. And I, I certainly experienced that in my own family. I feel so blessed, um, to have had parents who were so intent on passing on the faith, not only to me, but to my uh, two brothers and my sister, and then uh, to my parents' grandchildren. That uh, was such an important element for them. Um, but then also to see how it is that the churches that um, are I, I've had the opportunity to be associated with, both as priest and as bishop, how really family life is so essential to them. I, I see that in the archdiocese for sure, that uh, the, the strength of the church depends upon the strength of the family. I, 
I wasn't surprised when we had our Archdiocesan Synod that uh, really the con- concern that came really up to the very top uh, as people voted on the propositions was their concern for making sure that we're able to support parents as the first educators of their children. And it really was a way, of course, it's important for passing on the faith, but then also for strengthening families. So we're going to be uh, really emphasizing that in the, the third year of our synod implementation is is really focusing on that idea of uh, parents as the first educators and being able to do all that we can to help parents in this role. Uh, we've already um, begun the work of a Blue Ribbon Commission, so we've called together some experts from around the diocese, and we'll be asking others to help in that work as well to really help us to explore what that means for our local church, how it is that we can be more supportive of parents in in, in uh, carrying out that uh, mighty responsibility, but then also how it is that um, we're able to really strengthen family life in general as well. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you brought up the Synod as well. Um, I think it's just the perfect tie-in to what we're talking about today. Um, it's so important um, to focus on the family, especially in um, today's world where the family is so often under attack in different ways, and it can be sneaky, but it's important to really feel strong in that. So how can the Holy Family be role models for parents in their role as primary educators as we begin to go into um, that July 2025 where we're focusing on that role for them? Yes, I think really to see uh, the Holy Family holds up for us that uh, that the love that they shared for one another was their number one priority in life. So the other things, where they were doing that or how they were doing that didn't matter, but what mattered most was that they would um, be together and make, make that their priority. And that's what we're asking from parents and children in 2024 as well, is that we really have that sense that we have to uh, have that as our priority mm-hmm. is strengthening family life. And Boy, we know that so often our, our, our young people can feel so alone. And so if they know that they're supported by a, a mother and a father, that makes all the difference. Or or seeing how important it is that uh, children really uh, come to see not only the, the love of their parents, but also the faith of their parents and how that's such an indicator of whether a young person will be involved in the church as an adult. That's so significant that we know we have to be able to really... Um, give our parents the, the tools that they need uh, to do that well, but then also to be reminding our young people, Nudge Sunday, to reminding our y- young people about how important it is that they also have respect for their parents and that and that they learn in that family unit, unit how, how it is that uh, they're going to be called to be parents or to uh, love in that same kind of sacrificial way. Mm-hmm. And you've talked about this a little bit throughout the interview, and I want to expand on it a little more. Um, The idea of family, part of being in a family is you run into challenges, and part of being in a family is that you choose to love. And I want to hear any words of advice or encouragement that you have for people who run into those challenges with their family and maybe don't have that great of a relationship with their mother, their father, sisters, brothers, anyone in their family, do you have any words of encouragement for them? 
I, I would say one, you know, it's really important for us to uh, to pray for each other in the family and to pray for strong families. And Holy Family Sunday certainly gives us an opportunity for that, right? But but really to uh, pray in the way that holds up the the needs of our brothers and sisters or of our parents or of our children. That we really we bring the whole family before the Lord and ask him to make us holy, to strengthen us, to show us how it is that we could more perfectly model that love that Jesus, Mary, and Joseph shared, right? So so really to be asking for God's blessing into our lives as family, I think that's going to be important for us for sure. But then also looking for those little ways then of being responsive to those promptings that the Holy Spirit puts into our hearts for how it is that we can be uh, loving of one another in concrete ways. What are those little things that we can do to make sh- make our parents know that we love them? Or what are those things that we can do to help our children to appreciate that they're that we we know that they're individuals and that they're in need of love? So being looking for those little concrete things that we can do to strengthen a family. And a good part of that, as I mentioned before, has to do with where our priorities are. And so really to be, you know, how is it that we make sure that we have time for one another? It becomes really difficult in, in this uh, in this in this time uh, for families to have meals together. How can we uh, plan to do that? Or how can we uh, together on Sundays, on the Sabbath, make time for one another? We have to prioritize that or else we're, we're, we're going to lose that. But I always found in my own family that those family meals were so incredibly important as we came to, to learn about one another or to hear about what's going on in, in my father's work or what my mom had experienced or what my siblings had experienced in school to have that opportunity for for a true exchange. And in the midst where, of our busyness, where so often we're called in so many different directions, that becomes much more difficult. So for parents to kind of put a priority on that, I think would be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Well, Archbishop, we have already reached the end of our time together. It always goes by so fast. Thanks, Kelly. I'm grateful for the opportunity to be with you and to uh, hold up Holy Family Sunday as an important time in the life of the church. Mm-hmm. Can we get your blessing before you go? Of course. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. To read Archbishop Hebda's pastoral letter and stay up to date with the Archdiocesan Synod implementation, visit archspm.org synod. Thank you for listening. Follow us on social media at Practicing Catholic Show to see what's coming up next. Make sure to leave a review and subscribe to be the first to know when the next episode of Practicing Catholic is released. Go, go, go.